headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, number one best-selling author and host of the Ken Coleman Show, Ramsey Personality, talking about career jobs and having uh, fulfillment in that area of your life. Also, making more money than you ever made in that area of your life. It's a good idea. He's my co-host today as we take your calls about your life and your money. Our congratulations. We learned a few hours ago that Dr. John Deloney has his second number one best-selling book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, debuts at number one in the nation on the nonfiction list. Way to go, Dr. John. John Deloney's in another city right now doing uh, media and uh, podcasts and such for this book, as a matter of fact, to continue to promote it. But uh, So we'll have an official celebration on the air with him when he gets back next week. But in the meantime, uh, a few hours old is that information that we just found out he's number one in the nation. Very cool. Quite a milestone. That's his second number one. Very, very good stuff. He and Rachel will also be doing the money and marriage event. Uh, coming up October 19th through the 21st. And so we're talking seven days from today. And there is still a few tickets left. It's here on the Ramsey campus. It is a weekend long, very intense, very hilarious because the two of them, oh my God, they're stand up comedy. <laughs> and um, I mean, just walking around with them, they're that. But you put them on stage, it's even worse. So you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you're going to learn about marriage, you're going to learn about money. Uh, bring your spouse, obviously. It's a, mar- a couple's weekend, and uh, it's here on the Ramsey campus. You're going to ha- We're going to treat you like kings and queens. You're going to have a blast, and you're going to learn a bunch. There are a few tickets left if you'd like to come. That's why I'm mentioning it. Uh, it's $7.99 for this multi-day event, and uh, it's just a few hundred people. It's a small event, very intimate. You'll be able to ask a lot of questions, have a lot of interaction with John and with Rachel. RamseySolutions.com slash events, and um, make your way over here in a about a week and hang out with a couple of number one best-selling authors that'll help you do all that stuff. Lindsay is in Washington, D.C. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thanks for having me on. Sure. What's up? I have a rental property in Washington, D.C., and I'm trying to decide if I should pay off the mortgage and keep it as a rental or sell it when my tenant's lease is up. I'm currently debt-free, and I'm not ready to settle in one area, so I'm renting as my primary residence. But currently, my rental income covers the mortgage and the condo fees, but I'm paying a property manager out of pocket. Should I continue paying those out-of-pocket expenses and put all my extra income and my RSUs towards paying down the mortgage? You, you have the money to pay off the mortgage now or not? No, but I could pay it off in probably the next like seven years is what I've calculated. But you're not going to stay there. But it's a it's a rental property right now. I know, but you're not going to stay there. You don't want long distance rental properties. You don't okay. want a, you don't want a rental property in Washington D.C. and you live in Dallas. That's a bad plan. You're gonna end up with a mess. So I, I own a bunch of rental property. I don't do long distance landlording. Bad idea. That's how people end up changing their Harley in your living Harley oil in their living room. So um. I know you've got a property manager, but there's another property manager like the person that owns it. So you got you're always looking at it, you're thinking about it. The property manager is not. So uh I don't yeah, know. I mean, I mean the property I, manager for the past few years has been really like it's been an amazing setup. My only like qualm is that I'm 
because my condo fees keep going up little by little, it, like I'm, I'm closing the gap to cash flowing, but I'm, I have not yet cash flowed it. What could you make if you sold it today? Um, I could probably make like profit, like $50,000. Yeah. Okay. This condo is not a financial blessing to you. It's an alligator. It eats, it doesn't feed. So you're feeding, you're feeding it. I don't want it. I want something that creates money, not takes it. So did you used to live in it? I, I did, yeah. Yeah, okay. You became a landlord by default, not by plan. Because very few people would sign up for the plan you've got. It's not that much fun. Because you're not making any money. Well, you're paying I, money. I was in the military, and a lot of the, like, the, the going advice in the military was, like, wrong. buy property everywhere yeah. you go. Yeah, and, the going advice in the military and, is wrong. We work with the military yeah. all the time. That's a dumb idea. You'll end up with a condo in every city you were ever stationed in. Oh, my Lord. Talk about a yeah, bad idea. Yep. Let's have a rental property portfolio scattered all over America. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll pass. I would sell it. You don't make any money on it. It's not, there's no, there's no financial fund. It won't even buy you dinner. I mean, it's not, it's, you know, you just pay for it all the time. No, I don't, I don't want that. I wouldn't have a piece of property. I lost money on all the time. I had one and I was sitting and waiting on it to get better. Oh, not because it, it was a, it wasn't rented. It was a big old office building that was a shell kind of thing, mm-hmm. downtown Nashville. I bought it at a deal, and I sold it for a couple million dollars profit over what I paid for it, but it was sitting there eating taxes and eating insurance and eating everything because we didn't have any tenants in it because it was a shell. We were going to build it out, and I finally just went, this is dumb, and I just sold it. I'm going to put a couple million in my pocket and forget it. Why am I, why, I don't want things I have to feed. Yeah, They're supposed to feed me. Mm. I'm not supposed to feed them. That's not how this works. So, yeah, get rid of it. That's what I would do. Parents all over America are questioning having teenagers now. <laughs> With that well, advice they might you just feed gave. you later. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> no, that's not what he meant, but uh, I, I couldn't resist. Yeah, that's there. That's true. <laughs> that's yeah. my reality right now. Yeah. You're sitting there talking about that, and I'm going, I've got a bubble I, I, above I, my I head. I have a mortgage payment that is called my food bill. <laughs> yeah, I have two teenage boys that eat a lot. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 Whoa, a lot. Yeah, these are these are uh, yeah strong young humans. Big humans. That's right. Love it. Rainy is with us. Rainy is in Orlando. Hi, Rainy. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Great. How can we help? So I recently quit my job, stupidly without having another one lined up, Hmm. and I wanted to know: is it worth it to take a low-paying temporary job versus doing side jobs like delivering food or packages or something like that? Why'd you do that? Yeah, what? Um, A lot happened, and it was really draining my mental health, and we discussed it multiple times, and nothing ever got better, and I just kind of got to my breaking point that day. Okay. So let's, let's, let's look at your question. So have you run the numbers? Can you give me numbers on the low-paying job versus these uh, what you're calling delivery or side gigs? What's the difference that you've figured out that you can make between the two? So it kind of definitely varies. Um, we do have some debt and bills that we have to pay. I've been offered jobs that only pay $12 an hour versus doing like delivering food, which I have the opportunity to make tips and stuff, which I feel like could make more, but it's kind of up in the air because it's per delivery. All right, so here's the thing. We can't feel anything. Right now, you need your income. It doesn't seem like it's an option. So you're taking the best paying 
job or jobs to get back to what you were making in your salary job while you're busting it to get your mental health in a situation where you can get back into a full-time role. There's no option here. You've got to make as much money as possible to get back to where you were. Twelve dollars in this market is absurd. Yeah. Everything's playing twenty. Yeah. Don't take a twelve dollar job. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services if you're moving you have a long list of to-dos but neighborly has local pros like housemaster five-star painting window genie and junk king to check items off that list download neighborly the app to find and schedule home service experts near you it's a great company yeah it really is today's question comes from tara in south carolina i'm 49 years old a single mom of an eight-year-old and i'm debt-free including my home i've always been risk-averse and an aggressive saver. Before I discovered your program, I was planning to have my home paid off by September 2024, but went ahead and pushed through and paid it off in August 2023. I have a net worth of approximately $1.5 million and have an established college fund for my daughter, which I continue to contribute to. However, I feel unsettled about what's next. I've always been working to pay off something. I feel like maybe I should be saving up for a retirement home or making some other financial move or maybe... I'm just not used to being still and not hustling so hard. Am I crazy? Well, Tara, no, you are not crazy. You are a hero as a single mom. Uh, you have so much dollars, going right. on. What you have done is unbelievable. I think this is just a function of you've been going so hard so long. It's kind of like the runner's high uh, where people, they get in that, they get that another gear, the body and everything's moving. You're used to that pace. And then you come off of that and you kind of crave it. You want to get that again. And I think you need to be still for a little bit. Rest. Uh, relax, reward yourself for what you have done. You've earned it. And then instead of the hustle to pay something off, uh, I love moving into a different gear, not quite as intense. Instead of fifth gear, maybe how about fourth gear of, of investing towards something that you care deeply about, giving some of your money, your time to causes that you care deeply about. I think that's a great downshift. And uh, there's just no way you're ever going to just be still. So I'm not worried about her. Yeah. 49-year-old single mom worth a million and a half. Wow. Um, that's pretty cool, including <laughs> including a paid-for house. Yeah. Yeah, you're in really good shape. And so, yeah, do hit the next stage. There's nothing left to do but baby step seven. We say mm. baby step seven is build wealth and give. Mm. And so continue to build, set yourself some investment goals. But as Ken said, you can dial back the intensity of a couple notches. And set yourself some crazy generosity goals. Um, one of the things we did as we started hitting the early stages of Baby Step 7 was we had a goal, okay, I want to give away more than we made one year. Yeah. Wow. That was fun. 
you know, or, or more than we made our first year or something like that. You know, maybe, maybe when you were, you're for 49, maybe when you were 29, what was your income? Let's, that's my generosity goal and to, on top of my tithe. I'm a evangelical Christian, so I give a 10th to my church, but then other than that, what, what other generosity can we come up with? that's fun and different. And you'll end up enjoying the investing and enjoying the generosity. And it won't be the, the haggard, desperate sense that pace that you've been running on. Um, you know, pain and pleasure are both motivators. Now you're on the pleasure motivated side. You've been running in desperation away from mm. all the stuff for a long time. And, and that's the play, the pain side, but I know, I know the feeling. And, and then you go, Oh, that's so much fun. I want to do that again. That's the pleasure motivating side. And that could be a travel thing. it could be something you do with the eight year old. It could be something you buy. It could be an investment. It could be generosity. You know, you find I'm going to fund X, Y, Z, something I never thought I could do. You know, and wow, it's fun to watch that happen. Virginia's in Durham, North Carolina. Hi, Virginia. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you. Good afternoon. I am 66. I have no spouse, no children, and I'm doing some estate planning. It is likely that it will be a niece or a nephew that will handle the details of my funeral. I've talked to a funeral home and to get some estimates and they are telling me that they will require payment before they render any services and uh, that they won't wait for probate so they can be paid out of my estate. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for ways to put money aside so that my family can get to it quickly without having to pay for it out of their pocket first and then get reimbursed from the estate. Yeah, you can have a, and, uh, a POD, a paid-on-death account in most states. Just a, just a regular savings account? You can have a, sa- a savings account or a checking account that says paid-on-death, POD. Ask your bank if okay. North Carolina does that. I'm pretty sure they do. Most states do. They do. And, they um, do. and that just simply means it's not a probate issue, that the money's just paid out to them at death. They can go over. They go over okay. the bank and pick up the money, and then go to the funeral home. Okay, just like that. Well, are you going to are you going to pre plan the funeral home? I'm going to pre pre plan probably, but not prepay. Good. That's what we advise. And it, so, if you've already got the budget done, then you know how much to put in the account, right? Right. By right. sitting down with them. Okay, I've already got all the selections done. All they've got to do, and then they don't have to go over there and make any decisions. They've just got to go over there and punch the ticket. Right. Because you pre-made all the decisions. That's very wise. And um, let me tell you, funeral homes uh, often tell you what they told you, but they also often will work with a family in a real situation. The reason they tell you that is they'd like for you to prepay. Mm -hmm. That's why they push you on that. And I don't like for you to prepay. I like for you to pay when you die. That's I don't don't need the funeral till I'm gone. And uh, meantime, yeah, well, <laughs> meantime, the money can sit in a savings account, put it in a highly yield savings account, let it earn four or five percent instead of sitting in their bank account. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're Great. very, you're very wise you so and you're very kind to your family. That's very diligent of you. Well, I'm not really close to any of my nieces or nephews. And so I'm trying to make it as easy for them as possible. Okay. Somebody's going to have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I made it easy. I'm Don't screw it up. Generation, sir. They'll be gone. Everybody else will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. All right, that's fun. And you know, you could have just a friend that does it too if you'd prefer. But um, you know, however you want. But a POD account, and you don't need to put as just the right amount in there to cover the funeral. That's all you need to do. And if it's a tiny bit off, believe me, the funeral home will work with them. It's not. They're not quite as hardcore as they like to come across. Yeah. Peter is in New York City. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you guys? Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Um, so we're on baby step two, my wife and I. Uh, we're both 28. Um, we have a child. So we're planning to have a second child sometime in 2025. Um, and uh, currently uh, we have about $25,000 in savings. And we're looking to, uh, we're thinking about saving some of that money, you know, not going down to a thousand um, in order for when my wife goes um, uh, on paternity leave. Um, that we but that, you don't, she's expenses. not pregnant. No, not yet. Okay, we don't do that, no. You need to get out of debt. How much debt have you got? Um, we have about 927000 total debt. That includes your mortgage. Yes, we have okay. two mortgages. Yeah, I'm not counting your mortgage. How much debt have you got, honey? Uh, sixty-three thousand, roughly. And what's your household income? About one hundred ninety-eight thousand gross. Okay. So if I woke up in your shoes, I'd put twenty-four thousand on the sixty-three today, and I'd be debt-free before hmm, probably Christmas. Oh my God, you make so much money. Pay off this debt. Quit screwing around with this year. little debt. You know, you're acting. You're acting like you're going to keep this debt around like it's a pet. It's you make two hundred thousand dollars a year. It's sixty three grand. You already got twenty five of it. How fast can you come up with forty in about three heartbeats? Quit spending everything, man. With with our expenses. Um, yeah, I know you got really expenses because you live high on the hog. That's what we call it in Tennessee, yeah. not New York, but. Yeah, no, I'm actually European. I'm from Croatia. That is not a thing in Europe. Uh, especially now in Croatia, which is a former Yugoslavian country. Yeah, I know. It's separated. People didn't trust banks. So yeah. my parents really weren't into that. The only thing they got was a, a mortgage, and that was a seven-year mortgage. You have a fabulous income. Take some of your huge lifestyle and turn it back and clean your wonderful debt up so that when your wife gets pregnant, you got money in the bank and you have no debt except your mortgage. That's where I would be if I were you, Peter. That's very doable with the math you gave me once you make the decision. You're a ways from making the decision based on your sentence structure. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. 
Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, David and Tammy are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. How are Good, you? Good. Better you. than I deserve. Welcome. How much have you paid off? Well, four hundred and forty-two thousand five hundred seventeen dollars. Four hundred and forty-three thousand. Very good. Way to go, guys! And uh, how long did this take you? About twelve years. Okay. And your range of income during that time? We started out about one hundred and ten thousand. Uh, this year, we're on pace to be at three hundred sixty. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? Well, I'm a product strategy manager for the world's largest construction and mining equipment company. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm a technical writer. I specialize in proposal work, um, and I moved into business development about two years ago. Oh, very good. Mm -hmm. That was a smart move. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. Both of you, you're killing it. Excellent job. Where do y'all live? Peoria, Illinois. Oh, fun. What kind of debt was the 443? About 138 of it was credit card, normal debt, right? Car, boat loan. Uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then this March, uh, we paid off our mortgage. Looking at weird yeah. people. Yeah. What's this house worth? About 350 Love it. How much in your retirement accounts? Um, about $1.5. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Did you guys inherit any of this money or are you Baby Steps millionaires? Um, we were baby steps millionaires, but my parents passed away a couple of years ago and did leave us a, a nice gift. Okay. So, but prior to that, yeah. you were already millionaires. Yes. Way yeah. to go, yeah. you guys. Yeah. So proud of you. Look at you, man. How, that's so fun from the ground up, baby. It How is. long y'all been married? 28 years. 28 years. So yeah. what happened 12 years ago? Put you on this Ramsey stuff. Tell us the story. Well, um, about 2009, I guess, um, we had a you know kind of a blip in our employment and i sat down and we read your book he had heard about it from work um and i did a spreadsheet and honestly dave i cried Mm. i cried because it was so bad um Mm. we had so much money going out and not nearly enough coming in um we were making pretty good income um but it was just all going to dumb stuff honestly Um, we just weren't we weren't paying attention to where it was going and we weren't naming our dollars and um, they were getting away from us. So yeah. it was a problem. Yeah. And and then once you guys decide to attack it, I mean, you've got the skill set. I mean, you're technical writer, business development, and he's in project management. This is like the ultimate project management process, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So right we're just going to, okay, let's whip this thing. Yep. That's yep. exactly what we did. Yep. And then just lean in and boom. How long before you got rid of the, the uh, consumer debt? It was about 23 months. And yep. then we went out and did bought a new house mm-hmm. following your principles and guidelines mm-hmm. we needed a house with a little bit of land uh to put up a bigger garage i still have the first car i ever bought and mm, very nice. part of our celebration um after we paid off the house was to start restoring that car uh what is it 1979 trans am oh, nice. yeah yeah is it black with a bird on the f- That's it what is, I was gonna It ask. is not black. No. Okay. Yeah. no. It's got the bird on it? It does have it, a bird got on the bird yes, on it. Oh my it, it's, god. Uh, that's it's a car. it's in restoration field right now and we were able to buy two more for him now that we've paid off all our debt. So we now oh, have a garage with, with fun cars. So. Two more Trans Ams? Yes. yes. I have three total. Yes. Oh, we, so, we have three total. We have three total. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he's, There's he's a, a slip. Yeah, he's he's an awesome mechanic and it's really cool to watch him build them back. So That's so fun. Very cool. What are the other two? Uh, 1992 Trans Am convertible and a 2001 Trans Am WS6. 
I don't even know yeah. they're making. I mean, I'm I'm from the '70s, so yeah, they quit making them in 2002. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, that's the yeah. last one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. Oh man, amazing. Well, I guess Pontiac's gone, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it, yeah, is. it is. Yeah. yeah. So it there is. you go. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's cool. That's a classic. That's the uh, the uh, Smokey, Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Bandit Reynolds. Burt yeah. Reynolds. Yeah. That's yeah. it. The black one would be. He didn't yes. have the black one. Yes. Yeah. Correct. All right, so what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? You pay off everything, house and mortgage, and build a $1.5 million net worth in uh, 12 years. That's pretty impressive. Well, Dave, just slight correction, almost $2 million net worth. Oh, I'm sorry. The 1.5 was just savings. <laughs> just savings. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, plus 1.5. So, so we are baby steps a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. Um, yeah, so really for us it was just getting on the plan, naming every dollar, um, having budget meetings, um, spreadsheets, as you can imagine, as yeah. we started out, and and just naming every dollar where it went. Yeah. Our, our friends think we're so weird because we had financial meetings every month where we sat down and said, "Okay, how's it working?" And then once a year we get together and say, "Okay, you know, do we need to bump up this budget here, or do we need to move this down?" Um, like groceries, you know, have gone up, so we're like, "Well, we should probably put a couple hundred dollars more in groceries this year." And they're like, "You're so weird," but. <laughs> <laughs> you're not yeah but you're not broke and they are <laughs> oh my gosh yeah they sit down to a spreadsheet and cry and you don't anymore no right oh my goodness way to go you guys way Thank to you. go i'm so proud of you were people outside cheering you on or did anybody know you were doing this um several people didn't know we were doing it we had family and friends cheering us on um you know everybody would call me cheap or frugal mm-hmm. um if it's not in the budget doesn't doesn't get spent right especially if it's a just a discretionary purchase right, right. that's how a project works exactly yeah, you execute mm-hmm. on the project i love exactly it. that's right. great that's so great very cool good for y'all good for your heroes man i mean you did it we did how, do how, it how old are y'all i'm 52 and i'll let her tell her age <laughs> i'm 53 <laughs> okay um so you know we're we're feeling like we're we're ready to you know retire i mean like i couldn't believe we would be here yeah um where we started so it's it's just really cool and you know we have family members now who are following and have gone through financial peace and i think this will change their lives as well as it changed ours oh yeah well when he got the third trans am i thought maybe he was knew what he was doing you know it's like like, that's a that had nothing to do with anything else it's like he keeps buying cars he must be okay you know i like it yeah i can hear family now that's just Mm -hmm. fabulous well done very well done you guys well you fit the mold you fit the template from the uh uh, from the millionaire research study that we did typical millionaires 52 so Mm -hmm. you're right on it and that's uh uh it didn't you you were there a long time ago so uh but of the ones that we studied we found uh, that that number of 49 52 38 now we found a bunch of young ones too and we found some old ones but that's that you're right in the perfect in in the median right there that's a perfect hit good job you guys thank you job so what's the first big thing you're going to do other than buy cars to celebrate? Well, we're going on a cruise here uh, next month. Where are you just, going? Uh, uh, just a short one through the Bahamas and yeah. just getting warmer weather. Being from Illinois, you know, it's fall. It's starting to get a little yeah. cool. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we, right. we laugh because uh, when we, um, we paid off the house, we both got on a conference call, you know, and sat down with the bank, and they said, okay, it's paid off. And we're like, okay. We're like, that's so it? so we went back to work. <laughs> So we yeah, tell we everybody we just went back to work yeah. after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no steak dinner, no nice dinner that no, night. We, no, we, no, exactly went we're, back we're, to work. We were busy, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You are serious, serious individuals. All right, we there's are. more to do. We, Let's we, go. we have a plan for pretty much everything. <laughs> I'll bet. That's so good. Hey, real quick, uh, yes. because of that, 
are you beginning to plan about some kind of big vision that's that's out there? You guys are still very young, 52, 53. What's, what's, what's that plan? Yeah, so our retirement goal is, we, we mentioned we own a boat, so our retirement goal is to do the America's Great Loop. Oh, yeah, that's a great yeah, one. That's yeah. awesome. You got a boat or a yacht? <laughs> we have the a yacht. yacht. Okay, good, yeah. very good. So yeah. we are building our way towards that goal when we retire. Do that's you need a, a cabin one. boy? <laughs> you know we have he a lot of take volunteers up much room and he doesn't need much <laughs> i don't we have several nieces and nephews who've already volunteered he's fairly, he's fairly, he's fairly needy emotionally though <laughs> <laughs> takes one to know one <laughs> that's a great it. plan you guys that, that's yeah. a great i want to do that loop one of these days i that's, never thought of that i need to i'm going people on that Dave's have done list it. That's right. one. That's one I would do. I need to put that on the list. You I never should. put it on there. We might see you out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, we've got the Live and Give box for you, the Baby Steps Millionaires book, which is you, and the Total Money Makeover book, which is you, and the Financial Peace University membership, which is you. So apparently, you will be giving all that away, but we'll <laughs> give it to you and let you give it to who you wish, and uh, you may enjoy the book or who knows. You, great stuff, you guys. I'm so proud of you, David and Tammy, Peoria, Illinois, fifty-two Baby Steps Millionaires, one point eight five paid for house and everything four hundred and forty three thousand dollars paid off mortgage and everything in 12 years making 110 to 360 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three two one we're debt-free yes they are yeah i love it this is the ramsey show Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're with us. Our scripture of the day is Proverbs 28, 19. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. Hmm. Sam Ewing says, hard work spotlights the character of people. Some turn up their sleeves, some turn up their noses. Some don't turn up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great quote. I've never heard that. I haven't either. Some don't turn up at all. (laughs) Some just don't turn up. (laughs) You gotta love it. Uh, Eric is in Canada. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, hi there. Um, Thank you for coming. Aaron, I called you Eric. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. Um, I recently found the Ramsey Show and enjoyed listening to it, even from Canada, where I have to mentally juggle the differences between Canada and U.S. financial products. Sure. And I apologize in advance if I sound confused. I kind of am. I'm really just looking for direction on what to do to get a better sense of how my husband and I are doing and what we should do next. But I think it's really just kind of to get on the same page. Um, as a new listener, I'm familiar with the baby steps. And I think that we're on four and five. Um, We both have, my husband and I both have jobs that we enjoy with healthy salaries and index government pensions. We own our own house with a mortgage that has considerable equity. We have a rental house with a mortgage with considerable equity that's profitable after tax. We both have emergency funds and we have um, funds started for uh, education funds for our children. And in addition to the work pension, we both pay into registered um, our RRSPs, which is Canada's version of a retirement um, registered retirement account with automatic transfers. Um, but despite all that, I feel like we're living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm always confused that a family with a gross annual income of over 250000 it feels like we're just getting by. And I don't know if it's because, like, well, how we're managing our money or if it's just because we live in a very expensive area in Vancouver 
Um, but my husband and I have been together for 14 years and married for nine and we've always sort of kept our finances separate. And that's because we bought our first house that's now our rental um, when we weren't married. And um, I know it's not recommended from what I've heard, but we've kind of kept our accounts separate and just combined it a couple that we really needed to get by. Um, but I'm really just looking and I, I think the next step is to kind of just get back on the same page and um, create a plan for us and start doing monthly meetings. But I don't know how to start that process. And um, I've always kind of been the family CFO and uh, I just need to get like a better sense on how to bring this up to him and some practical steps on how to get on the same page for the first time. Okay. All right. A lot going on here. Um, thanks for the outline. Um, now I'm trying to figure out like you, the core of this is when we do whatever it is you're going to do, combining finances or any other moves that you make, the net result needs to be that you get some peace because there's a lot of strife and struggle and scratching and clawing in this, isn't there? Well, you know, it's I, like, I, I don't know. I don't know I why think, we can't live on 250,000 and feel like we're not broke. You said well, it is. It's a, we look around and we're like, I feel like yeah. that's healthy and, and we see friends doing well and you know i just always think like i wish i could see what someone's bank account looks like no so you can't because they're, they're, they're most of them most of them are not being nearly as smart as you are you've got your stuff dialed in most of them are just living you have no idea how screwed up they are their life looks good it looks like it looks good for a second on instagram but if you really got under the hood it'd make you puke um yeah yeah so and that's what i tell my husband no, like, that's he, what i tell my husband that's exactly right <laughs> but, i promise you i pull up at a stoplight i see a nice car now i don't see a nice car i see payments mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that, that fool's got a 1250 dollar payment that's what runs through my head um <laughs> i used to see a nice car now i see a fool but um the uh um anyway the yeah i, I think you need to sit down with him and say hey you know we've done it this way 14 years it's passable but I feel like I'm holding this together. I feel like I got all 10 fingers stuck in the dike and it's, I'm a, and it still feels like water's getting over me. And I really want to combine these things so that I don't mind doing the execution of our plan, but I'm tired of developing the plan by myself. Mm-hmm. And I want us to combine things and you and I make a, a, a group of basic decisions on what we're going to do with our money, lay out a budget each month. Uh, where we know where every dollar is going to go. We both agree to it, and then I'll do the execution. I, I doubt he wants to or would relish taking over the tactical paying of the bills, which you kind of actually enjoy probably. Uh, I, I think I like having control of it. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and I think that there's like a level of trust yep. too, or like I, I would I would worry about relinquishing that, and I think that that's why I've always kind of wanted Relinquishing to the trust? Or relinquishing the power, sorry. Oh, okay, um, that's fair. Of, of you know, that's knowing fair. it all. But with the power comes uh, the stress. Yeah. And that's probably what's putting the strain on you. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I, listen, I'm, I'm America's financial nerd, right? So don't you know I do this stuff? And I, and I you know, my opinion between Sharon and I carries a lot of weight. Uh, but we don't do anything unless she's in alignment first. And then that helps me because we're emotionally carrying the decisions of our giving, emotionally carrying the decisions of our investing or our big decisions together, and then I'll go do the execution of it. 
it, it becomes a no-brainer. And that also prevents I told you so. Um, I knew yeah, you were going to screw that up. That. You know, well, Sharon could t- say I told you so. It could happen at my house. And it doesn't happen because she can't. She was in on it. Um, you know, if, if something screws up, it's like we screwed that up. Not like I, I knew you were going to mess that up. You know, that doesn't come up at my house. Hasn't in 30 years. So it's really nice. I like it. So um, I got a question, Aaron, because I'm listening to this back and forth here. And you you said that you that I thought I heard you say that you and your husband both have emergency funds. Is that correct? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Is that three to six months on each side between the two of you? Uh, no, not each side combined together. It would be that, but, um, okay. when I, I think if we both lost our job at the same time, that would not be great. Okay. But, and you're uh, both investing or you're combined, you're both investing 15% or you're combining investing 15. No, we both, we both have, um, government funded pensions. Do you have any other like debt besides the mortgages? No, none. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool to dream huh. together again. I do too. Yeah, to dream together in high definition about okay, we can if if we could find some money in this two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget, what would be fun for us to do? What investing would we do? Would we pay off the house? Would we pay off the rental? Would we uh, do some additional generosity? And making those decisions together rather than just running this like it's a joint venture. Um, I think you're going to find a, a whole new depth to your relationship. I don't think you've got a horrible marriage, uh, but I think you could. I think I think you're going to find it being better when you combine. Matter of fact, I know from yeah. working with millions of people, talking them into this, and it's amazing the number of people that hate us for telling people to combine their finances. But whatever, uh, we're right and you're wrong, so you ought to do it. Um, really, I mean, it works. It changes your marriage. It forces you to dream together. It forces you to carry the weight together. It forces you to communicate about purchase decisions. And for God's sake, where we're going to go for Christmas this year, your mother's house or my mother's house, it has to, it's in the budget. We have to talk about it. You can't just, there's no surprises. There's no side agendas. It's like this unity thing. And uh, it creates a unity, a level of unity that nothing else will do. So, hey, here's the thing. What if you combined it all and tried it a year and I was wrong and you absolutely hated it? Well, you didn't lose any money. Just split it back apart. What's wrong with trying it? That's what I would do. Give it a shot and ask, tell him that too. Just say, hey, what if, if it doesn't work? If we hate it, we can always split it back apart. It's not like a tattoo. I mean, we can change it, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can do here. So it's not a permanent fixture. So. Ken Coleman, good hour. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Well done. Well done to the booth people. They did a great job today. (laughs) Good work in there. That puts us hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Ken. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.